Hey guys, Unakushe, Unakushe, Unakushe. Welcome back to the Buckle Top podcast. We're here, myself and the beautiful Fiona, with the amazing young Salone. Like, it's so amazing to have them on. Like, we've worked with them before, so it's going to be nice to chop it up with them on today's episode. So, it's a little bit different, you know, sort of like, you know, a particular topic. We're actually going to be speaking about the great moments of 2020. You know, we're in 2021 now, brand new year. But we just want to recap on everything that has gone on that has been, you know, really great with, you know, everything that's gone on in the, dias- in the diaspora and also in Salon. So, yeah, and we're going to talk about our personal wins too, because, you know, we have to celebrate ourselves. So, yeah. Fiona, how are you? Makeda, how are you? Abu, how are you? Let's talk. Who's going first? <laughs> you, Fiona. <laughs> Nominated yourself. Well, no, because oh, I'm fine. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, I'm glad we're in a new year. It's nice and everything. It's just, I'm just bored. Like, I'm bored, okay? I'm bored. Girl. I'm over this. I'm tired. I, yeah. What's next? Yeah. Like, this is boring Boris it's figure it out name. get them do you know what he needs to do he needs to get them um you know that when you watch the videos of other countries and they've got them people that are like spraying the streets down mm, yeah he needs to do that Just yeah. get that. show us that you care please because right mm. now we don't feel like you're doing it we just think you're just there like why are you there you're just there talking for what i'm bored i'm bored <laughs> guys like, make sure you listen back to um our first episode of the season lockdown versus our mental health like please listen to it i feel like it's a it's obviously very very timely so yeah just wanted to plug us a little bit but yeah Makeda, how are you i've been good if i'm honest um i'm not bored but i would like to just be in the gym even if I don't work out I want to at least go and take a cute selfie and leave just so you know for the gram for the aesthetics but um yeah I'm I feel like I was born for lockdown so this is kind of like my the perfect life that I never thought would happen without moving to the countryside so I kind of like minus all like the real stuff that's happening but on the superficial level I've been enjoying lockdown if I'm honest wow would you say you're an introvert then? I'm a extroverted introvert. Um, so according to um, MBTI, I'm an extrovert, which is like the popular um, personality assessments. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Abby, how are you? I'm 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 okay. I'm I'm surviving and I'm making the most of lockdown. So like obviously, being stuck at home. I'm just writing a law and putting ideas together that I could then go on to work on when we're allowed to see our friends again and making sure that I'm actually listening to Boris this time. I'm staying at home. Well, I did stay at home last time, by the way, so let me not incriminate myself. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, wasn't you just in Salon? Or am I bugging you? Nope. This time last year, I was actually in Sierra Leone, which is why. Why did it seem like I was there the whole time? Pardon? Why did it seem like she was there? No, 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 no. People keep thinking I'm in Sierra Leone because I keep posting pictures of me in Sierra Leone, (laughs) and people just think I'm in Sierra Leone. Everyone thinks I'm in Sierra Leone for whatever reason. My light has decided to go off again. Jesus Christ! And now it's back on. This is such a Sierra Leone experience. Blackout. <laughs> you know what? Can I actually tell you what's up in? So the other day, yeah, I've come home. I think I went to drop off black. I, I have no idea why. I went there against Boris's guidelines, and we had people around for Christmas. So what? Dropping home. I said, so what? God. Yeah. So fight me, fight me, fight me, fight me. So <laughs> I went to drop them home. Come back home there. And I swear to you, I was sitting in the living room, yeah, watching Real Housewives. And I swear I heard, Broop, and ooh, the lights in my house went off in it. But I was like, we don't we don't do that. You know when you go and top up your card? Like, yeah. uh, we don't do that. So I was like, huh? Yes. My mom was in the kitchen and her gaslight, she was cooking in it. She was like, what's going on? Safu, Safu was telling me, go check outside. The whole street blacked out. And yeah. I was like, wait, hold on. Everybody's outside. What? Blackout? This ain't Africa. What? What's going on? What is? And then I was like, Brexit, this is what you lot paid for. 
10 minutes, the lights was off. It was blacked out. My brother was upstairs. He was in the shower. He had soap on his face. He was like, what the hell? Then the lights all came on again. It was so weird. It was so Wait, weird. What did that have to do with Brexit? No, I don't know. Because I don't understand why the whole street was I happening. knew it. <laughs> Let me start a thing. Well, why else would it happen? Like, we've come out. First thing in the new year. First thing in the new year. And blackout in the whole street. Why? That's nice. I was reaching, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because everything that happens is now is because of Brexit. It is definitely it is. it is. Thank you. I have no opinions on it. Yeah. Who's <laughs> like Brexit? No, because it's, it's a message to, to you know my employers. I have no opinions about this. She has subject. no opinion on it because we hear that. Well, I do. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So. Um, I think it's only right that we start with a moment that we both share together. So, hold slack on. This. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Ash. Sorry. sorry. Right. Before we do that, I think they should talk about what Young Salon is. Oh, yeah. Oh. Gonna, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, young Salon, yeah. We are young and we're from Salon. And that's pretty much what it's about. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So, we are a community interest company with a mission to basically make to make Sierra Leone more visible, Sierra Leone and Sierra Leoneans more visible because as you know, we're a small nation, but we've got so many amazing people doing amazing things and we don't really know ourselves like that. And the idea of Young Salon is to basically bring all of us together and see how we can foster collaboration and make us more prevalent in in the arts because we're mainly focused on the arts sector as well. And yeah, I think Makeda might put it in a more eloquent way. <laughs> I mean, you did a great job uh, representing and um, hate to parrot you, but again, yes, collaboration really is at the heart of everything we do. Why we wouldn't have made it this far. We're what this year going into five years. Do you correct me if I'm wrong, Abby? Five years, yeah. And it's four, four, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like, not, we wouldn't have gotten this far if it wasn't for the support, the collaboration from our fanball, which is basically all our supporters, our followers, fans, and our, the people we've collaborated with, like, um, the likes of your, both of you, Boku Talk. And yeah, it's just, it's an amazing creative hub. And we've got so many huge dreams that you know won't happen unless we're able to again collaborate with more salon creatives and other diaspora uh, african diaspora creatives because we have partnered with quite a few different people over the years uh, kugali being one of the um yeah. most prominent and they've got a no. disney uh, project coming out next year mm. which is interesting because we got to do a project with them and now they're disney people so we're just like wow actually behind me That's yeah <laughs> yeah we've got the um, artwork behind you um so yeah collaboration is literally the key of everything and also um diversity like we may be salon people, but we all have our different things about us, whether that's um, abilities or, you know, um, physical differences, tribal differences. And we are like forward thinking. We recognize that everyone's got something unique to bring to the table and we're like, okay, how can you bring your unique perspective and open us up to a new audience? Mm. Like, we're not like those colorblind, like we don't see anything, we're all like, we are unified, but we're unified by our beautiful differences and we come together to see how we can help each other. You know, one thing that I really, um, like I always push, I feel like um, I say this like every other episode, it's so funny when you hear people say, oh, Solonians, we don't, you know, work together, we don't stick together, where we have an organisation like yourself, Young Salon, that really, you know, pushes being, um, sorry, pushes collaborating with fellow like Solonian organisations or projects or whatever the case may be. And you guys did that with us, something that we really do appreciate. Like last year, October, um, Young Salon hosted Slack Fest. So 
yeah, that's like, let's start off with our great mm. moments of 2020. So yeah, let's talk about that. And, you know, obviously like me and Fiona will speak about how we felt about it because it was a nice moment to feel recognised, you know? Listen. Uh, you guys did an awesome, awesome job. Like, I mean, we don't expect anything less than awesome, to be honest. Um, but, you know, Slackfest again, last year was our third annual, no, fourth annual Slackfest. And we were able to bring in 5,000 people through experimenting online with the, you know, the new world that we live in. And um, again, we were not expecting to reach that many people. We know we've got a wide audience, but we were literally like mind blown with the reach and the response that we got from the online community um, or global online community. And again, this year we want to bring an even bigger and better Slackfest. Each year we're thinking, how can we outdo ourselves? And we are literally focused on excellence. And I think that's a Sierra Leonean thing, which Ade said last year at Slackfest. It's like, you know, excellence is part of our DNA mm, of Sierra Leone. I think it's it's so amazing how through what we were considering like a hindrance, we ended up growing even more because obviously we're used to doing the event in person and in the first three years we went from having 50 60 people in the first event to over 350 people in the third event so having to then take that mm. online we were thinking okay so we we deliberated a lot like do we do it do we just wait till next yeah. year but then being forward thinking and we're like you know what whatever the world whatever the stage is we, we need to adapt for that stage. And that's why it was so amazing that we decided to go ahead with it. And it ended up being our, our biggest Slackfest ever because people in Sierra Leone, people on Twitter, people on, on Facebook were actually talking about the event, which before that, it was only maybe people in London who were talking about it, if that makes sense. So yeah. in that sense, it was, it was amazing and just... And also being online it gave us the chance to collaborate with people like yourself you know and someone like um i mean put up that story which again is what we're looking to do more of this year because as much as we you know we might be denying it this is now a new normal or another normal so moving forward a big like online is going to be a big part of slack face because we've seen that there's a need for it because when we're checking out the tweets, people were like, even when we do go back to being able to go outside, we should find a way to make sure that this is being viewed online, especially people back home who this might end up even inspiring. Yeah. Wow. It's good. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to the No, because the reach, damn. 350 to 5,000 in a year. Yeah. yeah. Damn. And you grew. That's like, it's, yeah. And again, like, just like what I was saying before, like, it just goes to show you that it's because of the support of the yeah. Salon community. Like, even like with me and, and Fee, like, this is our, it's going to be our first anniversary. And like, I'm, we and me and Fee we look back, party. we're just like, we need a party. Like, we need a party. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. This is something that we had. We can't do anniversary. Some mm. of them are being delayed yeah. because we're still going to do some stuff. It do might have to come at the end of the month. But, yeah, we should be doing up like a live show or mm. a yeah. party or something. But, you know, COVID-1. Definitely. COVID-1 for now. But Selectfest <laughs> was a vibe, man. I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the verses. Um, I came to find out some song names that I didn't know before. I just knew I used to dance them in the park. <laughs> that is very good. You see, you're and that was fun. Do you know? Do you know what was um, an interesting part when we did um, what was it? What's it called? What's the thing called? Boku Top Corner. Boku Top Corner. Oh, what with um? Bev. Is it Bev? Oh yeah, the relationship <laughs> advice. That was. I... That was Why are you laughing? Listen, don't laugh because he gave very misleading advice huh? <laughs> no i don't care <laughs> maybe, maybe misleading to you but some people might be like you know what he was That's promoting very... cheating 
But there are some oh, people who, there are some people who are like as long as my man makes me happy or as long as my woman makes me happy I can be a good stay at home oh. husband she can get flued out as long as she brings some money back and all that here, here the thing yeah you see me I'm one of those people like that but I don't think that like, all you're saying makes sense <laughs> I, I, try, I try to look at everything from every angle if I don't think mm. it makes sense I'm not pushing that message mm. however yeah, it, it, what I will say is this. I do really appreciate him joining us and even like adding that perspective because we can't always mm. be one-sided. Mm. It doesn't mean I have to agree with what he, he said, but I appreciated the fact that he joined us. It was nice because I feel like that, like he's got said, collaboration. Yeah. You know? It was a nice touch. Like he's even, I think he even lives in Germany or something. And it was- Where does he live? I think it's I think it's Germany. He's not I don't think he's here in London. So we're in I remember there was a bit of a time difference. I think he was on holiday. I think he's oh, no, no, it was actually it was Cyprus, but yeah. Anyways, it that was yeah, that was a really fun segment. Um the verses was definitely fun. I feel like it really it helps like me and Fiona like because obviously for the year, for most part, I would say a good, let's say 90% of our episodes have been filmed via Zoom and the remaining 10% was in a studio. So we automatically have had to adapt to just, you know, doing it like this, like the new normal, in it. Mm. So yeah, like it was nice to actually be in each other's space and do our show for the first time. Like it was a vibe, it was a vibe. Like we came in with the instruments and everything. Like it, it, it was, was a nice experience. That, my mom's the one who even found all of that and then Aww. That day was so funny because yeah, we even had our own in- in-house audience, bro. <laughs> that we was even cute. We had our own in-house audience sitting on the corner. They brought the energy. Brought the the audience that were making noise, rude audience, man. They were rude. <laughs> rude. They were so rude, man. Oh. And then halfway through it, that's when I was very upset because. I think Boris, that's when Boris announced the lockdown. Do you remember? Yes, and, this, that's and I was like, my, my yeah. trip. My trip got cancelled. Yeah, she laid on the floor. She I literally laid, laid on the floor. Yeah. And that's it. I was like, oh no. It's guys, Valentine's Day has both been cancelled, guys. Valentine's Day has been cancelled. Do you know the plans I had here? Oh, okay. <laughs> With cool. That's the part you cut out, Aisha, when you want to do promo. <laughs> that's the part. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, no. Well, listen, we'll probably go into that later. But um, so guys, like even for Slackfest, like what were the challenges that you faced with that? Obviously, this is the first time you was you was doing it um virtually. We've heard the good side of it, but like what challenges did you face? Because I can only imagine five thousand people watching, you've got people that are, you know, speaking from Sierra Leone or wherever else they are, it must have been mad to manage. But how did you guys manage that? Um, I guess if I can talk about maybe the before and Abby, you maybe join in on the the after. So before Slackfest, of course, like communication is a big part of event management. And when we organize our festivals and events, like we make sure that we're really on top of communication. So we're so used to having our team meetings in person. We all come together, we break bread and we talk about business and of course, enjoyment. Um, and not being able to do that at the beginning was a big, big challenge for our team because you might just see us two, but we've got a huge team of like 15 people, um, including our members who work really hard to make Slackfest happen every year. So we, again, one thing I love about our team is that we don't dwell. We literally, we acknowledge the situation, we cry on each other's shoulders and then we're like, okay, what's next? Um, so we had to pivot fast and just really, um, you know, Sierra Leoneans are pretty good with WhatsApp anyway. So we really had to just supercharge our WhatsApp communications to be more frequent, make sure that we're utilizing other technology platforms like Zoom um, to make sure that communication style that we're used to was still being massaged. Um, although we had to embrace new technology. Again, with that, it's like, the technical skills like yeah, you guys hosted your um Boku talk with uh young salon and doing those tech rehearsals before like you guys know it's it's something like but when you put the effort in you can really pull off a very good show 
and you can see kind of the difference between those who put in the extra work to compared to those who don't and I really feel like because we put in that extra work prior to Slackfest practicing with everyone and up in our skills and just seeing like how can we make this the best experience for anyone who comes Sierra Leoneans and non-Sierra Leoneans and yeah I feel like it paid off so yeah that's what I'd I say. I think in terms of the running of the thing like you say Makeda like obviously planning like planning so there's this saying proper preparation prevents poor performance mm -hmm. which is one of and Firstly, shout out to Vicky Remo because in terms of the main show yeah. we did, um, Beyond Borders, she was the one that actually insisted on us doing a full tech run. So mm -hmm. the show that you saw, we probably we spent a weekend probably spending twice as much time going through people's things, making mm -hmm. sure that everyone's thing is on point and all that. So doing that tech run is good. But obviously, as you know, sometimes technology end up doing what technology do so i think the main yeah. thing in terms of the actual events is just it could have been a lot smoother if we had more like more screens like i know obviously people watching it they only get to see one screen but when we we were running it we had two screens so whatever was being shown is on one screen and what's next is on an, another screen so i think having more um a lot more screens where we have like things lined up so that it will be more streamlined to be able to move things. And I think, I think the, yeah, the, the only difficult part I would say was just the technological side of things, which was beyond our control. Even the fact that we were not able to live stream some of the other shows, the Saturday shows, which I think yours was included in as well. That was all basically things beyond our control. So mm -hmm. that's where, that's where doing things online, that's where it's a bit hit and miss because when it works, it works. But then if it doesn't work, it, it, it then it takes so much from it because having that live element of all the shows would have been amazing because people were really ready to tune in, you know, ready to keep the conversations going, ready to get the hashtag going and all that. So I think, yeah, in terms of planning a virtual event, the main thing is just technology. I think if we are to do anything different, it's maybe checking multiple times before every single show to make sure that every feature works. So then that gives us a lot of time to sort it out if something wasn't working, which, you know, we checked before the first show, everything was working. But obviously in the following shows, we just assumed because everything had worked the first show, everything was going to go smooth again. So, and also maybe having backup people that can be doing additional checks as we have the the live people that are making sure that the show is going live, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does make sense. Um, but you know what? Now that it's looking at obviously it's probably gonna have to be the same thing this year. You've learned like do you know what I mean? Like you mm. you've learned from everything. So I'm sure that this year will go like even smoother. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Guys, and what's another great moment that you know that happened last year? Oh my gosh, last year was crazy amazing for Young Salon, if I'm honest, like there was so, you know, every year we only plan Slackfest, but last year it's like the opportunities were just falling out of left, right and center. And again, it was all collaborative opportunities. Um, for you know, for me, there are lots of highlights, but one of the biggest highlights is probably the Nike partnership. But as Abby was leading on that, it only makes sense for him to really just talk about that awesome guys. Do you know? Do you know what's so amazing here? Yeah? This is why I say Young Salon is really built on partnership because if it wasn't for Makeda, those shoes would not be alive. Like she uh -huh. was. She saw that opportunity and she messaged me about it. And even I wasn't going to do it. And then she literally nudged me like, make sure you do this thing. And then obviously I went into it thinking, ah, shoes, whatever. Any. But then when I got selected, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just going to use Sierra Leone colors, make it fit. And that's how it came about. But honestly, it was so amazing. And also the team was so supportive, like us doing our old photo shoot afterwards. And I think for me, it's just also 
being like being set in what you're trying to achieve. So last mm. year, one of the my main goals was making Young Salon and Sierra Leone more visible. And by that partnership with Nike, I was like, cool. If I attach Sierra Leone to it, if I attach you know Young Salon to it, that then uplift it so much. Like for example, I think over 4,000 people saw the Nike page. You know, that was on Nike.com. And we had River 2 Beach as the headline, you know, and we have salon colors on the shoes. So even if people just come to check it and not buying it, they're seeing something that might then be like, oh, this place looks nice. Maybe I need to find out where this place is. So I think it was that. So in terms of that, and I think for me, I I think my personal collaboration was probably the book, um, what they call it, Rigueres Naos. Uh, do you know what's so funny yeah before we even before she even got to you know doing the creo translation yeah i start as i was seeing like other translations i was was just thinking oh it would be so nice if someone could do one in creo and then obviously i thought of creo college and in my mind i was just thinking i really hope they make something happen and then lo and behold it happened so that was such a sick moment i really feel like last year was like the the year of the salon creative like yeah shout out to creo college by the way they're doing amazing and there's a couple of other platforms salon idioms as well i think last year we really became so much more visible which is what Mm. for me i'm just so excited because one thing and why we love collaborating in young salon is because when we started it's like we're doing so many things but then the moment someone else pick up on something, cause like we were doing, what do you call it? The Creole phrase of the day. Like, yeah. cause when I went to Sierra Leone, I filmed some of those. And then obviously to then see someone else picked up on that and then make it a daily thing with Salon Idioms, which again is literally amazing. And then having other people now doing like, I think there's a Monday, um class yeah. as well, like somewhere that's not even, we're not even listen, Enjoy we're that. not even linked to that, but just seeing that, I'm like, wow. Because obviously people see that, oh, there's people doing Creole class and people have seen videos of people actually in that they're like, you know what? Maybe people might want to do Mendy. People have messages about Team Me about social, and they were like, you know what? We're trying our best, but if there are other people there that know other languages and literally want to come on board and just yeah give it to the people, I feel like that would be an amazing um, thing. I've got a great platform. That's, I think that's a just to par- well, catch on from what Abby said, like we would be happy to help someone build these modules. Like we've got experience building them, but if you've got the experience of the language, like come to, like, come to us, we will come to you. Like let's meet in the middle and let's see how we can really promote our culture. Like it's, Collaboration is everything. Honestly, I feel so strongly about it. Um, and yeah, Creo, I know you said one, I know you said one, but Creo class, I, I have to talk about Creo class. Like that was fantastic. Uh, we did a number of cohorts last year, which was not planned. Uh, we just planned the first one and we didn't actually plan to do it in 2020. Um, it was one of those ideas, like you, um, I'm sure like with Boki Talk, it's like you guys just sit in and ideas flow to you, like the River Babylon, but it's just, you know, you're trying to balance maybe your rural nine to five and other things. And you're always thinking, where is there time for me to actually carry out and execute this project? But anyway, long story short, because of the everyone being at home, we were like, let's try and launch this now. Um, and ended up with a sold out first cohort and pretty much a sold out second cohort of people from everywhere. We had students in America, students across Europe. Uh, oh my gosh. We had people everywhere and people there? from different races, like black, white, Asian, in between purple, blue, green Skittles, like we had everybody. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And our our language is, um, Creole is very- um, Very interesting. It's something that can be monetized. It has value. Uh, People want to learn it and people are willing to um, pay and put their resources to be taught. So, you know, just encouraging if for anyone who speaks Creole fluently, go monetize it, teach someone, mm-hmm. spread the language. Mm-hmm. 
<coughs> so how much is the um creo class and like how can people access that because i'm sure someone's listening they're like i want to you know learn some more so creo interesting. So, yeah. somebody actually emailed us today so we're going to be bringing it back most likely towards the end of february so yeah. it's a six so the beginner module is a six weeks course which um when we started last year was at um 30 pounds for the six weeks course um and we're also developing uh an intermediate model in the moment so that that might be like an eight weeks course or something like that and again it's just getting people more immersed so in the beginner level it's just how to read and write it and just simple phrases you know and also knowing the alphabet and that because we we're all used to write in Creole any kind of way, but there's actually we like, literally sound it out like yeah, so, yeah there's a standardized mm. way that you know we don't really follow. But for us, we're thinking it will be so good if we're able to document our language because that's the only way you are gonna keep a language alive. It's like because like for example, people now to speak so many dead languages like old Victorian English because there were books that were written you know, in those things that people are still reading um, with audio that can get missing or wiped out so quickly. But if you have things written down, it makes a lot more sense. So yeah, that would be back in um, the mid um, February and anyone who's interested in it can sign up to our mailing list because every time before um, we start doing them, we send out mailers, you know, about what to expect and everything like that. And I just want to add, like, Creo class was really important to me because as someone who's British born, I never learned to speak Creo fluently. Even to this day, it's, it's somewhat, somewhat, but after actually sitting in the Creo class, I actually started to feel confident. And I feel like that was always my problem, like not feeling confident in how I speak it. So when I tried, I would just you know, like tense up. Um, so it was really cool to just be able to practice with people who don't even have Sierra Leonean heritage and they're learning from ground zero and they were so passionate. They're practicing every week. They're like do, doing the thing. Like some people even got better than me in six weeks. I was like, wow, I should be ashamed. But I was like, do you know what? <laughs> people learn at their own pace. <laughs> so it's, what it is as well. it's so sick because like, We'll be here in our, you know, let's say like education wise like in academics growing up, you're learning French, you're learning Spanish, you're learning all of these European languages or Asian languages. And it's just like, hold on, what about Creole? So I think it's so sick that even people that aren't Sierra were joining the class as well. And it just mm -hmm. goes to show you that, you know, every language should be learned. Not obviously we're not all going to learn. We're not going to know every single language, but it shouldn't just be the, you know, the European languages. It should be the African languages languages as well like we just is mm. lit and fortunately creole is a language that you can catch onto it quite easily do you know what i mean like so that's that's our advantage there i'm going to be joining because i need to <laughs> i really do i thought you would be fluent nope fiona's way better than me you look like someone who can not creole good 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 one nah do you know what i've noticed when i'm taking the piss that's when it comes out fluently yeah. And then sometimes, like, if I'm talking to my mum, yeah, it's like, I'll be speaking it. But then sometimes, like, what you said, it's like, I'm nervous to say something because I'm like, right, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Because <laughs> I might say it, like, I know I know how it's supposed to sound in my head. Yeah. I probably even know how to type. Like, I can probably write Creole better, like, phonetically yeah. than I can, you know. But I want to get better. So, yeah, you'll be seeing me. Yeah. Looking forward to it. But yeah, like it's been, yeah, it's been a great year. I really like, you know, career class. And um, what else, guys? What else was a great moment for you? Oh my god! Or like young salon or, or in general? Let's speak in general, like really, you know, great moments for, you know, for one, we're all here in. Uh, well, yeah. Are you going to go first then? Yeah, I think one thing that I've loved is just the emergence of more civil union being visibly civil union. Like for example, let's take, um, so um, we've got civil unions who are in the UK doing amazing things. So someone like Julia Knox is a multidisciplinary artist, you know, he shot a film in um, a short poetry film in Sierra Leone last year. 
which has featured in so many places. And they also had a poem about being Creole in GQ magazine. So I feel like having, you know, Sierra Leoneans doing more intentionally, more Sierra Leonean um, visibility things, it's so amazing. And we also had someone like um, Siana Bangura who had a play called mm. Laila, which is about a young girl, a young British Sierra Leonean who was born in the UK, but then went to Sierra Leone to just discover herself. So just having people putting Sierra Leone in the arts, immortalizing it, for me, it's been, that was great in 2020. Mm. We're just doing amazing things. Like we really are, and we're coming together. So I'm a thousand percent happy about that. Um, so the latter part of 2020, guys, the birth of Clubhouse. <laughs> like you know we've all been in and out of those rooms but you know we can go we can go on and on about what other people have been speaking about but this is a Sionian podcast so we're going to speak about our own so I don't know about you guys but you know have you been in some of the rooms that have predominantly been you know Sionian or like the literally the Sionian rooms yet I know you have Abby um, so I've been on Clubhouse but I think Makeda did you want to add something to the 2020, the middle part, oh, yeah, like externally with with other people. Oh, other people, oh gosh, there's so many Sierra Leoneans who've really been doing the darn thing. Like oh, top of my head, fashion, Twiggy Jello, oh, doing amazing babe. things. Oh babe, <laughs> mm. um, Ibrahim Kamara, Guap Magazine, yeah, doing amazing. Had the blacklist, and you know, so many people say sometimes you know these other industry lists they don't have enough diversity but obviously people like Guap and Ibrahim took initiative and just created their own thing mm. and they put some amazing people on that list um I'm trying to think of other people off the top of my head Drizlik Drizlik in terms of the mm -hmm. salon music and really just putting it on a global I mean there's some other people like Bernie Mac and all these other people who've done really good um with bringing salon music to the western mm -hmm. hemisphere back in the day but we need like people for this generation and that's where people like Drizlik and even Young Sal as well and um half of Team Salute uh have been doing really well to just Put, put Salon on that map and use more Creo. And I think Young Sal uses some other languages as well. Yeah. Wow. There's, um, there's Big Zoo as well. Like, you know, he's, oh, yeah, he's an artist from here, but he made it a duty to go out there in Sierra Leone and do a song with a Sierra artist. And that's mm -hmm. so lit because some people, like, they forget you know where they're from they really do you know or they don't really regard it because it's like oh maybe that's not going to make me that much money but I love the fact that you know he really speaks proudly of his Serenian heritage and um you know yeah he's out there just being creative like that's but again that's what I think that that's what sets us apart from the rest I don't know if it's because it's just you know we're a small nation but it's like we're so eager to work with each other Mm -hmm. Yeah, and shout out to Big Zoo. Um, he came on to one of our lives that we did during last year, our impromptu lockdown lives. Okay. Um, so he yeah. came through, which was really appreciated. And yeah, again, like you said, our people just, I haven't experienced that negative side that people talk about when they're like, oh, people don't want to. I've never, so I can't speak from the angle. I've only had really positive experiences with Sierra Leoneans, young and old creatives who are just like, I've got knowledge, I've got support, I've got resources, how can we work together to make Sierra Leone better for maybe not us who will benefit, but yeah. the future down the line, maybe those kids who happen in 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. So for me, you know what I think in terms of the support, I think it's all about a mindset. If you personally, you are of the mindset that, oh, Sierra Leone and don't support each other, you are going to fall at the very first order. Now, I'll tell you, young, like doing Young Salon is not easy. Like, we're not going to say that everybody supports what we're doing, but we don't focus on people who are not aligned with our brand, if that makes sense. We focus on the people who support us and we amplify those people and then more people see that and then more people also support us. Like, I'm sure there's people who 
don't want to be associated with us, but we're not fixated like, oh, because so so and so person doesn't support us, we're like, oh, you know, Salomane is supporting company, you know, those type of things. We focus on the people who actually support us, you know, people like you, people like Ngozi, people like Y Square Pod, all those um things. So I feel like more people just need to think more on the positive side. So always be solution focused. Yeah. If you want to do something, there's gonna be obstacles. If things were gonna be easy, everybody would be doing everything, if that makes sense. So, but I feel like a lot of people, because they've got the mindset that, oh, Salon people don't support each other. So the first obstacle they get to, like, let's say before we actually got a sponsor for like our events, do you know how many emails we sent with people not even getting back to us? <laughs> we, we don't focus on that. Yeah. The, the time that someone actually then be like, you know what, you guys are doing good. That's what we then champion. Like, thank you so, so and so for actually believing in us. Not saying that, oh, X, Y, Z did not believe in us or like throw it. Okay, maybe we might throw it in direct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speak for yourself. Okay, personally, me. <laughs> but yeah, um, you were talking about Clubhouse. Mm. Yeah, it's it's been, again, like, you know, Clubhouse is used for like networking and mm. just you know really like coming together and stuff like that even just for like having open conversations and mm. it's been really nice being in those rooms with mm. um you know the Sierra Leoneans and just hearing like the ones that are in Sierra Leone or the ones that are in America or here and just like kind of getting to know each other um a few people that um have not made a group an actual group now I think it's been yeah, verified so yeah yeah, there's, there's Ishmael, there's my, my sis Scylla Spencer, she's one of the usual moderators, there's Samar, he usually is out in Sierra Leone, like, doing, um, you know, photography, photography and stuff, I think it's Samar Kai, I think that's his at, like, he's so mm-hmm. sick, and there's so many others in there, like, it's, it's nice, like, it's so funny, because obviously we were talking about Creo College, and yeah. we usually play this game, yeah, where, like, they have, like, a scenario, They'll put two people, pair two people together and you have to communicate in Korea. And everyone is, it's a safe space. Everyone's just like, listen, we don't care how shit you think your Creo is. Just talk and we're going to teach you along the way. So it's it's a nice experience. Mm, it's really amazing. And I feel like I've loved Clubhouse as well, especially because, you know, I feel like Clubhouse was made for Serenians because our ancestors loved radio. Like every corner you go in Sierra Leone, there's a radio blasting. And I feel like Clubhouse being like talk thing. So most times in the morning, I just have it on in the background. And it's been so amazing because I've met amazing Sierra Leoneans there. So, and also sometimes just you get to click so much with somebody just by knowing that, okay, they share us the same opinion as you, the same values as you. And I feel like I've made a lot of international well not friends yet but like people who i know are then going to be very good friends with apart from the fact that they're several unions you know they might also be in the same field or maybe their field might cross path with um with the field that i mean so i feel like it's a really good new space um that's that's come up yeah if i'm honest i have not gone on to clubhouse as an android user um i mean i have an iphone for work but i try and keep like things separate because yeah. i don't need people prying on what i've been doing in like my spare time so um yeah i have just kind of seen people talk about clubhouse on other plats- social media platforms so i know like there's a sierra leonean um young woman mariama and she's been doing some amazing things, um, amazing conversations about the diaspora. And I think it's um, had a lot of uh, reactions on Twitter, but um, yeah, it seems like a really good platform and people seem to be enjoying it. Other than um, I just see Meek always shouting at someone, but that's not Sierra Leone Clubhouse. (laughs) I was thinking, is this just a platform for like male rappers to just scream and cry about things that don't matter? Fair enough, crying about things that matter, that's different, but... Yeah, yeah you know what? It just depends on the rooms that you go uh, in. If you <laughs> want to learn something, you will find a room for that. If you want to mm-hmm. connect with people, you will find a room for that. If you want to have fun and just chat BS, you will have a room for that. Do you know what I mean? If you want to play games, you'll have rooms for that. So, like, it's Clubhouse, yeah. It's, you, I feel like you realise how creative we as Black people are as well. So, like, um, 
I think last week now, they've been doing, um, actually, no, let's say last year, they did a Lion King production. Yeah. Oh, oh they did wow. that. So this year now, um, I think it's a whole, you know, new team of people. They, they've decided to create um, a production for Dreamgirls. And I'm like, oh. so they Riley is in it. I've seen Dreamgirls she, she was in the room. She was in the room as well. I've seen it with and without Amber and Amber, fantastic. Her understudy is great, but Amber's voice live, oh. chills, absolute chills. Yeah, she's sick. Like they've been doing that, and you know, you know, black people. Black people have to take the piss out of everything. So when that was finished, people started doing the girls auditions. Yeah, um, kid outhood auditions. Nollywood, the Nollywood room would be fantastic. You know, I'm very sure I tried to ping you in, but Fiona don't like. Well, she doesn't really care for um, papas like that. Well, but I'm gonna get her into it because it's too. Wait, funny. why? What's what's the what's the beef with Clubhouse, Fiona? Uh, it's not. I don't know. No, no. For me, I feel like. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. Nah, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like. I don't know. Mm. The rooms that I've been in, I just feel mm-hmm. like everyone just. Yeah. Was, people, people do, but that's people the thing. That's, it like, it's not a bad thing. Do you get it? Maybe it's just a, it's a personal thing. It's nothing. It's nothing against what they're doing. Do you get it? I just I can't. I've really, really tried to find the entertainment in it and it's mm. hard for me okay. are you more a visual person um yeah i need to be in a moment this is i can't just sit there listening it's, it's nothing against anyone or anything do you get it i've really tried and if i need to be there i will be there but to sit there and just hear like uh, is just, it like a lack of engagement for you i can't well? i find i think i've got um i think i'm i'm yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't sit there and just... Yes, it's fine. I just yeah, can't. Yeah, it's fair enough. I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried. I'm going to try again because obviously we got asked to do some stuff on the, in the Sierra Leonean group. Yeah. I'm going to try. Yeah, we'll try. But not the serious stuff, man. We're gonna we're gonna start off. No, no, I, I I'm sorry, I wouldn't stand up to nothing serious anyway. I can't this climate. I'm sorry, this is not a climate to be talking about serious things like yeah, like for me, for me, this is just me saying on a personal tip, anything that's serious, like count me out, I'm not on it because yeah, the the battles with this lockdown and hearing about this, this and that, and hearing about COVID and this many people. I don't even want to get into it because when yeah. you cloud yourself with too much information that's negative, I'm not in it. So um, anything serious, count me out. I'm sorry, guys, please. Girl, I hear you. I'm not on it. <laughs> We've all got different levels of, I mean, what I'm calling emotional bandwidth, and you need to know where you stand. Not yeah. like We all have our parts to play in this world. Some people are on the front of the picket line. Some people are using their purses to make change. Others are writing letters to people of influence. Like You just need to know where you fit in. Yeah, exactly. I mm. can't do it right And now. it's fine to be in the background as well. Like People think that you always have to be the voice. Yeah. Like You can do the work behind the scenes. So I, I definitely hear what you said, Michaela. Yeah. No, I'm taking several back seats. I feel like it kind of... What did you say? As I'm taking, I'm taking back seats this year <laughs> for myself. No, seriously, I know yeah, yeah. she gets it. Me and Michaela had a very mental yesterday. We had a very, very yes. nice talk yesterday. Michaela really, she really made me look at things differently. Do you get it? So for me, even though I've been quiet during this podcast, I'm just listening to everyone. Do you get it? But I'm, I'm trying to take a, I'm trying to figure out where I'm at right now. So don't take it as anything, guys. I'm just not sure. Right now, yeah. Sometimes it's good to calibrate, uh, so that's good. Yeah, and you know, what the first part of like moving forward is awareness. So just being aware that you're in a particular space, and then when you're aware, and then it's like, okay, I can sit in it, or I can move from it. And if I move from it, what am I going to do next? So you're in a good spot. It's yeah. better than just going through and you know just not knowing that. Oh, actually. Maybe I need to just sit for a bit and, like Abby said, cal- calibrate. Yeah, I'm practicing boundaries right now. I think that's oh, boundaries are beautiful. Yeah. No, but I, I love, love to do that. Want... I will tell you, like, everything yeah. is kind of like, So now I'm practicing boundaries in so many different levels of things. Hence why I haven't really, I haven't really, like, grasped 
clubhouse. Like, I don't get me wrong, I love what they're doing. Like, I did go in that room when them lot were practicing scenarios, and I even tweeted about. It. I was like, why am I coming in this room? Everyone's cussing each other out. But somebody told me that it was the scenarios. Like, I didn't realize it was scenarios till when I come off. And I was changed like, it, by the way. Yeah. Because remember, I remember Abby actually said, guys, let's change mm-hmm. it from cussing because that's not what our language is. like. Yeah, no, do you know what? It's like, funny, friend. but like these lot said, it's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, Siri, we've got so much to us and that's been evident throughout the whole of last year and, you know, it's going to keep going that way. But, yeah, like, I'm just putting, so I don't know for Clubhouse, I'm getting there. So, yeah, you lot carry on the conversation. I don't know. I'm over. So I don't really like Clubhouse. Yeah. You know what? Just piggyback, just to piggyback off what you said, yeah, that's one thing they love to say on on on, on Clubhouse. <laughs> but um, like it's so it's so true about just you know taking that time out to just listen and to just assess everything that's going on because it really is for the sake of your own mental health. Yeah, and not only just that, like it's okay to just listen. It's okay to just um understand that you know maybe you're not the person that has to lead this type of conversation because maybe you're not educated on it and that's absolutely fine and like one thing that I was going to mention that's it, it was kind of like a it's kind of like a bittersweet moment of 2020 was definitely like the Black Lives Matter um protests and stuff I don't want to get too deep into it because we've actually got an episode on that but even with that it was a great moment to see so many of us come together and, you know, do our thing and really like speak on issues. But then, you know, I did notice that it's like, it's like everybody wanted to be the main person. Everybody wanted to, you know, be the person everyone comes to and, oh yeah, I organized this and I organized that and where to tear. And, you know, that's all great and everything, but it's also great to be that person that takes a step back, assesses the situation, maybe behind the scenes, you're opening your purse, you're actually, you know, doing the work. And I just I just really appreciate that because not everybody knows how to do that. Some people, like every little thing they have to be a part of and they don't, and they know nothing about it. So I think yeah. that's kind of a reflection of kind of like our culture and where we're at um, with platforms like Twitter. Oh. Everyone's got a microphone. You, that person that was in school and people used to, I don't know, put fingers up your nose or something again or flick your ears. Now you can be king of the world on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like you could have millions of followers and everyone's hanging on to your last word. And yep. unfortunately for a lot of people, it's it, it can become a power trip. Um, and even with other platforms like TikTok, it, people are really seeing that same power trip happen with certain influencers um, who may have not ha- has been as popular in real life. Um, so people kind of get that opportunity for a second life, which is probably why sometimes people do the most. And I agree with what you said, like, well, we're not the expert in everything. Like with us, we don't talk about political things when it comes to Young Salon. We, none of us are experts in that area. There are other people who are experts. We let them do their thing. We know arts and culture because we like enjoyment. So that's kind of, we stay in our lane. (laughs) Mm. Just speaking on that, that's one thing I said from the get. I said to Aisha, we ain't talking about no politics. Do not bring it up at Mm. all. Don't comment on it. Don't talk about who you support. Don't talk about who's on what party. Don't talk about none of it. (laughs) Because honestly, the wrong word sometimes can get you in the wrong position and you ain't even know what you're talking about. Mm. And it's scary. Yeah. And I think we we do need to be, as much as we are like, you know, happy about how forward thinking we are and everything like that, we do need to be realistic because sometimes people do need to be reminded, be careful what you say, be careful what you put out there be careful what you're standing for like what you were telling me yesterday about what you your values are as a person what do you stand for be careful because you don't want to just follow the crowd and just be like you know everyone else and just jump on trends you want to be able to you know do things that it's not necessarily the same as what everyone else is doing but it's very firm in what it's standing for do you get it yeah it's scary though it's definitely the harder lane of life because again with this social media culture and this microwave culture that we've got in our generation people want to go viral people want um would you call it immediate gratification like we've 
almost probably, I mean, this is just my theory, maybe we've changed the chemical pathways in our brain, where instead of us waiting for that reward, or you could sit as a child, your mom's like, wait for a second, you can have this after you finish your dinner, we're just like, forget everything, we just want that reward right now we don't care whether it's true we don't care whether it's been verified we don't care if it hurts someone if it causes someone to do something to themselves I just want to go viral yeah and um yeah a lot of people are compromising their integrity if they have any um just to simply be popping online um even if it's at the detriment of other people um, yeah, and, and they talk and a lot of that, and we probably will continue to see that trend happen. But like with social media, if you don't want to see something, don't like it, don't interact with it. Mm. Don't feed the troll; it won't grow. Yeah, it's all cut your ass because it's just fun, yeah. and it's dangerous as well. Like you're <laughs> spewing all of this information that you think is right, and it's not. Like. Um, just just to like quickly just go back to Clubhouse again so like there's been this um, room there was this room just talking about the vaccine and stuff mm. and um, there were so the many doctors. doctors pardon? Is that with the doctors? Yeah there were doctors in there literally giving information literally just dismantling um, any type of myths and stuff that people had come up with that's what we need more of professionals and even with us on our um, on our podcast yeah you will never see us just speak on an issue loosely so for mm-hmm. example I remember when we had um, when we had an episode um, for specific, sorry specifically talking about um, the sick sickle cell why would me and Fiona mm-hmm. why would Fiona and I sit here and just talk about sickle cell none of us are, are carriers of it and we're just talking about about what we think that doesn't make sense we had someone that is obviously also Sodonian and that also has sickle cell educating us on you know how um how it is for them and also how we as people maybe that like, don't have it how we can help them as well that's what's needed so just like what Fiona said we're not going to be speaking on politics I'm not gonna lie I don't see us having some a politician on this podcast because we don't really care for politics like that. I'm not interested, sorry if you're listening, you're not interested, we're not really interested in that, unless you're coming to talk about arts and how you're going to give us money we're not pushing your political... Open your purse if you want to open your purse, that's fine yeah, we don't don't care for that we're not... don't, (laughs) do you know but like, you know, other types of, you know topics that, you know, are important to us we make sure we have a professional on or we make sure we have someone that's in that field that knows what they're talking about like, well, nah man, we don't want to be known as those girls that are just here talking for the sake of it I actually think we're plugs though, I can't lie, just like Young Salon pardon? we're we're, we're reaching, we're we're plugs we're literally, literally, yeah it's good to be the plug that's what we are that's what we stand for i think all of us are sitting here we're we're trying to help each other that's That's you guys are really important like so so one thing i realized as well i think even with with the growth of young salon i think it's grown so much because of how much we've we've been working with people from the Mm get-go because like for example i think the last live event we did we have afrinape who came through and literally, like, afterwards, I was chatting to them. I was like, why, you know, why did you guys reach out? Blah, blah, blah. They're like, because their cousin who came to the events the previous year saw the scale of it and literally forced them, like, make sure you get you get on that. Make sure you get on that. And then they were so happy that they got on it because literally, if you had seen the queue for their food, yeah, like, you would never think that some of people would be queuing like several leaves without pasta that much like so shout out to afranape shout out to yeah. creo canteen shout out like to cnd yeah there's there's so many people we haven't worked with uncle ibby's but it'll be lovely to ash has had uncle ibby's she's had madru catering which is the new one which I That's need to try. Too, and then yeah. on top of that, it's so funny how we're talking about this because this wraps up nicely when we're about to do Big Up You. <laughs> so what we always do, like what you were saying, I'm not sure if you wrapped up what you were saying because I don't want to just jump from one thing to another. No, I was done. Okay. Like, okay. You, did you want to add something? Uncle. Yeah. Right, cool. So every every episode, we always do a Big Up You of a Sarah Leonin business and I always make sure that you know I always plug the fam so my mum just started a food business as well because you know what yeah why not everyone's mum's doing it so why not 
why yeah. not? But <laughs> her one, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not saying. I feel like all the other ones we've just bigged up. So you said Afro Nape. Furthermore, let's just big them all up. So there's Afro Nape, Uncle Ibis. There's um, Drew Catering. Catering. Who else is there? Bill Maria Bradford. Yeah. Drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Renata's Cuisine, but she's in. It doesn't matter. Yasmin. Yeah. Yasmin. 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 They make the best snacks in Sierra Leone. If you're ever in Sierra Leone, go get their snack. Oh my gosh. The ginger beer, the tombi juice. Yeah, oh, I haven't had a chance to try it. I've only had the snacks at Slackfest, which we gave to the audience yeah. for free. At least we had. Well, I stopped. No, I didn't. I borrowed, yeah. I borrowed some of the snacks because I loved it so much. Have you had you borrow a snack? How'd you do that? How'd Bye. you do that? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you borrow a snack? Have you? I don't know. You ain't got the yeah. You ain't got the answers, um, Fee. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, sweet. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, make sure you're following all of them. But also, my mum's one is called Manny's Kitchen. And she does, like, the plus asses and all that. So, we're talking. Ooh, how do you spell it? M-Y-N-A. Kitchen. It's on Instagram. It's new. Guys, they've also uploaded. So, Young Salon is starting a Sierra Leone Film Club. So oh. like every every other month, we're, we're going to be showcasing a Sierra Leone film and then we're going to be analysing it. And oh. also we have a dedicated WhatsApp group with like Sierra Leone filmmakers. And we're especially looking for female filmmakers because everything we do as Young Salon as well, we try to do it 50-50. So like we actively work to get everyone involved in what we're doing. So that's going to be starting. I think we need to talk. Love you. Add us. Thanks. Yeah. I think we need to talk. Thanks. We need to talk. We need yeah. To... After this, i Yeah. But yeah, make sure you're following all of those. So yeah, like obviously this has been a very, very informative episode, and it's been really nice because I feel like we've just, you know, shown a lot of gratitude and reflected on great things of a very weird year, very weird year. So yeah, yeah guys, plug yourselves. Tell the people your socials. All of that jazz. Yeah, um, well, before that, I just want to give a big, big, oh. huge shout out to our Young Salon team, our members, our internal team. Like, you guys know who you are. And literally, we wouldn't have got this far. And we literally can't do anything without you guys. And each and every one of you have poured so much of your lives, effort, talent. And yeah, it's just... Shout out to all of you guys. Just want to say that first. Also, shout out to the global team. So last year we actually started like, so we've got a UK team and obviously thinking bigger because we'd love to take Slackfest to America. We'd love to have people actually running Slackfest in Sierra Leone. So we've also started a global team. We have like, I think about maybe four or five people there, but that was how our group started as well. And we're hoping to grow that. And personally, you can follow Makeda on socials. Or is it Makeda Leila? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, guys, I post like once every quarter. You can follow me if you want to, but it's better to follow Young Salome. But if you do want to find Hi. me on the interwebs, um, it's Makeda underscore Lila, which is M A K E D A underscore L E I L A H. Abby. She says she posts once like every three months, yeah. But when she posts, it is fire. Anyway, make sure <laughs> make sure you follow oh, Young yeah, Salon. And I am um, I've got a new ad, so Abu B Yila. Hashtag rebranding. Yeah, rebranding, you know, man's man's no longer uh what's the word? Harlots or whatever people call me. Wow. I'm off the streets, guys. I wasn't expecting that. Wait, um, you get called a harlot. I don't even know what that means. What Hold that on. Mean? I never knew you was a harlot. I never knew you was a harlot. Guys. <laughs> nice. Goodbye. I keep being the bad boy that you are. That was the old me. That was the old me, yeah? <laughs> now, I'm very transparent. Nobody can say that they've got a bad boy piece of information on me. Because, no, that doesn't exist. What's yeah. happening right now? What is the news? What's okay. actually happening right now? So, follow me. Oh, I don't, yeah. What's going on? 
What's going on, guys? You've given us, you've given us, you've given us Lani Good. What's number three? I don't really understand. Like, what's going on? So yeah, um, Abu B Yila on everything. If you search Abu Yila, you find me um everywhere. And obviously, Young Saloon. And be on the lookout for Alaki JC. So. Yeah, and also be on the lookout for some of the live events that we'll be having this year. So, of course, mm-hmm. Slackfest will be back with you in October uh, during half term because we think about families and we mm-hmm. think about you. Um, and also we sh- should be having some awesome partnerships with Poplar Union, who are a creative hub based in East London. So musicians creatives get in touch uh, we'd love to hear what you you want to do and how we can support you even if it's us maybe not working together we'd love to signpost you and right. just yeah link everyone up and be great like this is the year of the Sierra Leonean it's 60 years in April yeah. independent so this is this is our year amen to that well, thank you so much for joining us and everything you dropped on us today. Guys, make sure you're following their individual pages and make sure you're following Young Salon and everything they're doing. Just like she said, if you're a musician, if you're an artist, if you're Sierra Leonean and you're doing something, shout them. You know, we all got to come and support each other. So thank you for another episode of Bakuta Podcast from myself and our beautiful co-host Aisha. Thank you for having us. Like you guys are incredible. Yeah. And honestly, you're so needed. You're so needed. Your energy, your vibe, you work together, you blend. You blend like the finest essence that's out there. That's nice. Thank you. I don't even know what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's love. We're sharing the love. All right, cool. All right, cool.